Y'all have said it, and I think everybody in their right mind that understands college football has said it, that the SEC is the um, best college football conference in the country. Mm -hmm. They haven't been very good nope. this year. Sure haven't. Not at all. Um, I know we got a couple of teams. We can talk about a lot of the teams, but specifically I want to mention two. Um, this past weekend, the Vols had a really, 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 really rough game against the against Florida in the swamp, and then also Bama um, played against UCF or USF and struggled. Yeah, struggled in seventeen to three. That was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> let's just talk about. We can go broader conversation about the SEC and where it stands right now, but let's go. Let's dive a little bit deep onto the Vols and Bama, their struggles. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, Vols, I mean, I, I, listen, I didn't think they were going to be better than they were last year. No. But I did have high hopes for what they could be in the SEC, uh, you know, second in the East, that type of thing. But losing to Florida the way they did, just coming out flat, that's just it didn't look right. And they have to get a run game going. That O-line has to step up uh, because defensively I think they're better than they have been. But that was just a horrible loss. Yeah. Horrible loss. Yeah, like you said, I think they just came out flat. Like, they're clearly – a ta they're a talented team. Yeah. Like Josh Heupel and the staff have done a good job of building it, but they were not ready. Florida was clearly more prepared. They were clearly more ready. They were clearly more hyped up. Tennessee struggled tackling. Tennessee struggled. I think they had six pre-snap penalties in the game. Yep. Um, they, they, had, they had five false starts. Yeah. For a veteran, and for a veteran-laden offensive line, I know they're without Cooper Mays, All SEC right. center. But they still are so veteran-laden up front, and they just they fell apart. They missed Darnell. I'll say that, oh, too. Of course. Of course. Um, but there's two things you need for a Josh Heupel offense to be uh, working at peak efficiency. That's a solid run game, um, which they didn't have in that game at all. I, I just – you got to get you got to get those guys more involved, Jalen Wright and Jabari Small. Now, the other thing you need is to be able to work on tempo – and to have a little bit of rhythm to your offense. Right. And all those pre-snap penalties threw them off. They, they, and yeah. they, 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 they squandered away opportunities because the, because of those pre-snap penalties. Right. So I just don't know if they're they're just – they're not there yet. Yeah, they're not where they're, Where yet. they should be. And let me ask you, Joe Milton, I, I think he's fine. I think he's gotten better. He can take the, the smaller plays. He doesn't have to take the top off the defense every time, which is – a, a noticeable improvement, but he's just not Hendon Hooker. No, when it comes not. to spreading the, the ball around the and the intermediate and the short and he like the it factor, if you will, yeah. it's just not quite there. Yeah, and I think that's the big difference between Hendon and Joe. Like Hendon just had it in those moments. Like Alabama last year is clearly the perfect example. We just continue to step up every time, and we just haven't seen that from Joe Milton yet. And he's pretty long in the tooth in his career. Like he's been a, I think yeah. he's a fifth year, fifth year guy. Fifth year guy so. He's been around the block, and he still just doesn't have that, like, if the team needs a play, he can go make it at any moment. Now, the the arm talent is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, even in that game, the throw to Brew McCoy of course. was just a money shot. He's always had good. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, it's never been a question. But, yeah, I just, I, I just don't see it with him as far as being, like, an elite-level quarterback. Like you said, he's serviceable. He's cleaned some things up. His touch is a little bit better. His accuracy is a little bit better. But still, like in those big moments, it just doesn't. It looks like the moment is too big for him currently. Mm. And, yes, he's a fifth-year senior, but he's played a very limited amount of football. I think he started six games at Michigan, and he started, I think this was his 
fifth start at Tennessee. So in his five-year career, he started 11 collegiate If it games. trends down, you throw Nico in there, or do you just wait? I think it depends on how bad it goes and how confident that they feel in Nico. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it could happen, but it, I think it would have to go very south. Yeah. Like, I think he would have to now, have a terrible performance against, like, a Missouri or South Carolina for it to get there. As much as I'm not a huge fan of Joe Milton, Bama would love to have him right now. Hey, before y'all move God. to Bama, I want to ask you, what are y'all's thoughts about the Josh Heupel end of the game timeout? Oh, that was stupid. That was so dumb. I, that team was ready to go fight, and then Josh Heupel wants to take timeouts, and he was feeding into it, and then now you have, what, four suspensions, three from Florida, one, one from, from Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. I, that was foolish. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Kenny, because that, that pissed me off at yeah. the end of that game. You have guys squaring up. Why are you calling a timeout? Game's over. Let's right. get the hell out of here. Yeah. We know there's a back-and-forth rivalry aspect to that game. It, hell no. Yeah. I, I was mad at Josh Heupel for him letting that go on. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but speaking on Bama, they switched from Jalen Milrow to Tyler Buckner uh, going into the South Florida game in Tampa. And it was way worse than Jalen Milrow. It was way worse than I thought even Tyler Buckner was going to play. I mean, the amount of SEC homers and Bama fans that wanted to do the Tyler Buckner's a four-star recruit that got recruited by everywhere around the country, Elite 11 finalist, blah, 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 blah. Before that game, he was six TDs to eight INTs in his entire career, three-year career at Notre Dame. Yeah. Why were we acting like he was going to be something he's not? Yeah. He's, he, he's not movable in the pocket, and that O-line's not very good. And he's not – he doesn't have good arm talent. Like, there, yeah. I, I am – I'm kind of wondering, like, what Nick Saban was – doing with that like did Nick Saban get convinced by Tommy Reese who Tommy Reese and Tyler Buckner are close because that's who who that's who recruited him at Notre Dame was that Tommy Reese who seems kind of in over his head like convincing Nick Saban to throw his guy out there to see what happens against South Florida I don't know but it was so bad they turned to freshman quarterback Ty Simpson and Ty's not terrible but he's not good no but like I, I, I don't get it because the quarterback development is clearly down there yeah, Ty Simpson was a four four star, borderline five star. Yeah, right on the Eli edge. Holstein, four star, borderline five star. Jalen Milrow was a decent recruit. Like, wh- is there is, is there something missing? Like, I'm just, and I know you're coming off Bryce Young, so you could get a little spoiled, but I don't think any of those guys are any good. Right. And Jalen Milrow is not a good quarterback. I, I put it this way: he almost plays like a high school quarterback that's just better than everybody right where he'll run the ball create something out of nothing and he'll throw deep shots intermediate and in short passes he's miserable he doesn't read defenses very well and maybe he could improve on it i'm not going to completely throw that out of the question um but it's very clear he is by far the best they have and, yeah, and that's why nick saban has already said yeah we're going to start him this yeah. week i like how he responded when he wasn't on the field he was picking up his teammates but it was just a weird experiment gone wrong. Now, granted, if you're going to run an experiment, you want to win a game, but 17-3 to to South Florida has those Bama fans ready to jump off a ledge. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I think Jalen Milrow is not very good, but I think he gives them their best chance to win because at least – because clearly they don't have any great passers. So mm-hmm. at least he has the dynamic of being able to run the he, ball. He's and make got plays a decent deep ball, but he just throws it into – quadruple coverage yes yeah i agree no he and has a good he has a good arm but I, i'm just saying from a, a quarterback 
talent arm perspective, they don't. They have a lack of that. Yeah. So go to the guy that can at least make plays with and plays with his legs. Yes, and also you need a guy who can make plays with his legs because that old line's not very good right now. Yeah. They gave is, up five sacks, which on is Ty crazy. Simpson. Well, Caden Proctor looks a little raw. True freshman. He's a true freshman at left tackle. J.C. Latham we know is good. They have talent all all the way yeah. across the board. But here's my question. Are they because the big conversation coming into the year? Though they have three guys that are over three fifty. Are they too big? I think they are. Because pass protection looks like garbage right now. Yeah, they give up I, short edges. They're slow off the ball. Yeah, I think they're, they're too big. They're too big. They're, I mean, if this it was, made sense though, like because you thought Tommy Reese comes in, you're going to run the ball more, but they've they thrown the ball a hell of a they lot. They haven't. Because once again, they just don't have elite running backs either. I'm with you. I think if this offensive line was 2003. Sure. We could be talking about them as the best unit in college football. If they were just running power and play actions, we'd be like, oh, this line is unstoppable. Yeah. That's not what they're doing. They're a little um, too, they're just a little too big, in my opinion. Continuing to Slow. go around the SEC, we'll talk about this because I want to get your thoughts on this and then we'll move on to some NFL talk. I don't think Georgia's that good. Yeah. I, I genuinely. South Carolina, I, they beat the hell out of last year at South Carolina and then come back and we're down 14 to three and a half. Not good. I, I think we're seeing the effects, and I'm not saying they don't have talent. I think they just have a lot of unproven talent. I think we're seeing the effects of two very, very good football teams that have had a ton of draft picks. Because if you look around in this defense, and I think the defense is still very good, but now instead of being front seven dominant, they're back end dominant, and that's not where Georgia makes their money. They don't yeah. have a Jalen Carter or a Jordan no. Davis or a Nolan Smith. Smile Mondin, the linebacker, mm -hmm. really good. Probably yeah. going to be a first or second round pick. But outside of that, in the front seven, they don't have many game wreckers. You look in the secondary, Javon Bullard and Malachi Starks, like those guys are Stuff. probably going to be first round picks someday. But they just don't have the depth defensively and the star power defensively sometimes and it catches up to you man it, yeah and jordan davis jalen carter nolan smith just keep getting uh, and even in the linebacking core you've had quay walker uh nicobe dean it's just a lot of turnover yeah what was that they had another first round uh defensive lineman too what was his name oh trayvon walker no he went to the oh well, yeah him and then the <laughs> one that went to the Devontae Wyatt was that Devontae Wyatt yeah. I forget see Packers. it's just a lot of yeah. guys in the last two years yeah and they just don't have that and uh I'm sorry but I'm not gonna buy into the Carson Beck stuff I don't think he's very good either I don't say same thing with the it factor stuff I don't think he has it like I just don't think he's that good they don't have any elite running backs they have some solid guys I'm, I'm at an incomplete grade on Carson Beck yeah I mean I'm not ready because he doesn't say. he doesn't just like turn the ball over crazy and you right. just need to stay on pace yeah. when you're when you're playing as a Georgia offense and I'm not ready to say he's cooked or anything like that or that he just doesn't have it but I don't see him I don't see him being the guy at some I won't be surprised at some point this year if that offense falters if they go to Brock Vandergriff. Yeah, but I think surprised. I think uh, I think his receiver talent helps him out a lot. When you got Brock right. Powers, when you got uh, Rosemary Jack Saint, He's yeah, Rosemary Jack Saint. Then you've got uh, two transfers: Dominic Lovett, Ra Ra yeah. Thomas. Like they've got a lot of very talented receivers. Yeah. So I think that's um, going to prop him up a little bit. And then an offensive line with Amarius Mims and yeah. Cedric Van Pran, which I know Amarius said Mims probably should have come out last year. Yeah, but he'll, he'll still be a top yeah. two. Amarius Mims is like Second projected top ten pick. He um, got injured on Saturday. But uh, in the second half, they started to impose their will a little bit, running the ball. They Dejon Edwards they was took good. Over. It was good to have him back. Twenty carries for like one eighteen in a TD. Yeah. So they started to run the ball, and that's what they need to do. I mean, just play good defense and, and run the ball. That's what's won them two national championships in a row. 100%. And now, granted, Stetson Bennett in some of those big games last year stepped up. Yeah, I don't they, know if Carson Beck is. That type of guy. Yet, they don't. They don't. We'll be, see. They don't. It's beat, incomplete. They don't beat Ohio State without Stetson Bennett last year. Yeah. Um, Kenny, what's next? 
Let's go to the NFL. Uh, here we go. There's a lot of teams. It's second weekend. Um, a lot of surprises, I think, in terms of scores, in terms of records. Um, right now, you have a bunch of teams that are 2-0 and and a bunch of teams that are 0-2. And, and so I wanted to ask you guys about some of these 0-2 teams and who you think is um, a for real 0-2 or who do you think is going to get it right? Um, throughout the rest of the season. The most for real 0-2 teams won the Cardinals, but the other one, the worst team in football through two weeks, is the Bears, and I'm scared for Justin Fields. I'm yeah. so scared for him. I agree. I'm terrified. Because he's not hitting guys when they're open. He's not. He's trying to read half the field like he did in college, and they're trying to – it's weird. They've tried to, like, take away his legs, like what he really did well last year, and I don't really get that. They're trying yeah. to prove that he's a franchise a guy, passer, but don't yeah. do that. Like, don't. Let use, him be him. Use his best ability at, still. Right. Like, we see the Ravens, yeah, they're throwing a ball a lot more, but he's they're still, still using it. Lamar's yeah. legs, and they're not doing that with Justin Fields. I'm scared for him, though. I think I'm going to give him about till halfway through the season, and then I'll really – know where he's at yeah some of these 0-2 teams the Vikings the Bengals the Chargers the Broncos and the Patriots you mentioned the Bears already but Broncos Patriots Vikings Bengals and Chargers which one of those teams I mean all those teams have been successful over the last few years in terms of even postseason play you know that kind of stuff but they're sitting at 0-2 Broncos might be a legit 0-2 yeah I think so too I don't think they're very good um I think Minnesota is going to be an eight or nine win team. Texans are a feisty 0 and 2, just yeah. sort of like the Cardinals. But the Vikings, I think. And I they, like CJ Stroud. He's looked good through two weeks. Yeah, 384 and 2 on Sunday. I think the Vikings are going to be an eight or nine win team. They should have been last year. They just had the ball bounced the right way for them a lot uh, in those one score games. So I, I don't think they're that good. They're not good defensively. Um, offensively, they added Dalton Risner on Monday yeah. today, which I think is going to help them run the ball, but they haven't been been able to get any run game going with Alexander Madison. It's really just Justin Jefferson. TJ Do they miss Alvin Jordan Cook, Addison. or is it that O line just not think, playing well? I just think it's, I, I think it's the offensive line. I don't think Alexander Madison's necessarily a very dynamic running, but I think he right. just is kind of a plotter. Although when he got in there, when Dalvin when Dal Cook was out over the right. years, he played pretty well. Yeah, you're right. Um, Bengals. Bengals, I think, are going to be fine. They they started 0-2 sure. last year. It's going to depend on the health of Joe Burrow, of course. He re-aggravated that calf. Right. Problem, though, they lost two conf or two division games back-to-back -to, -back to start the year. Yeah, and now rough, you man. have to try to, like, I mean, Joe Burrow re-aggravated calf. Jake Browning's his backup. He's never completed an NFL pass. Uh, they're in a weird spot, man. They're in a yeah. very weird spot. And Jamar Chase has kind of been on, I mean, he's been MIA two weeks in a row. T. Higgins stepped up as at least le this week as their number one receiver. Right. But 0-2, calf issue with Joe Burrow. I don't, I mean, I, I would bet right now they'll be okay. But if they falter a couple more weeks in a row, like I am, I might be completely out on the Bengals because you have Rams, the Rams this week. then at Titans. In two weeks, those are losable games for that team, especially if Dojo Burrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know. It's a weird um, time talking about two and O teams though. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield's looked really good. Yeah, he looked uh, good. Bears looked good sec second week. Bears secondary is horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you saw Jordan Love. Jordan Love's what six TDs and no inter interceptions through two weeks. Yeah, pretty good one on one. But uh, speaking of two and zero Falcons, what do you think about them? Could I like they be em. for real. I, I I said this going into the year that they're going to be better than you think because they got bring in Jesse Bates. Terrible but John schedule. John is a dude. They have a terrible schedule. Arthur Smith, I think, can coach. Yeah. 
Um, Desmond Ritter does not impress me in no, any way, shape, or form. But all he has to do is sort of uh, use his weapons. I think Drake London's still solid. They can't get Kyle Pitts involved, which is annoying <laughs> in itself. Um, but Bajan's a dude. Man. Yeah, Bajan is offensive rookie of the year if he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, Let's power rank these two and O teams real quick. Real quick, though, I do want to bring Ravens one more time. Ravens two and O, one over the Bengals, and handle business week one. Yeah. And I, I they're using Lamar's arm more. I know you're not the biggest Lamar fan. I know you're he's not. Look, I mean, he's looked fine. He didn't look good but, in week one. He looked fine this but week. But, man, that throw to Nelson Aguilar yeah, on the uh, TD. Yes. Any, the any, throw downfield to Zay Flowers. To Zay Flowers. I'm tired yes, of people questioning his arm and what he can do. Can he be a little erratic and not read defenses all the way through sometimes? Sure. But when he finds his guy in one-on-one coverage, that ball will be placed pretty damn well usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah. So, Kenny and I think to power I still, rank these. I'm not gonna. Still, I'm not gonna do the Ravens stuff right now. I still think I'll they get, can run the ball pretty well. I'll get. Yeah, yeah. I'll get too heated over the Ravens stuff. John Harbaugh. <laughs> John Harbaugh is a great coach. I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> Their defense isn't that good though this year. No, it's they? not. It's not. That's what I'm saying. He's a good coach. They've got injuries all over the place, and he, they're still playing well. Yeah. Linderbaum and Stanley already out on the O line. Yeah. Tough. So if we're power ranking, let's do power rankings. You got Miami two and O. Miami two and O. Baltimore, Dallas, Philly, Washington. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, San Francisco. It's a lot of teams. You got yeah, some studs, man. I'll, I'll just do, I'll top do a top three. five. Let's do I'll a top do a top three or top five. Yeah, top yeah. three? San, All right. San Francisco's San Francisco, one. Cowboys, and then I'll go to the AFC. And quite frankly, just based on what I've seen for two weeks, I'm going to go Dolphins at number three. I'm with – I'm in – I just don't think their defense is that good. They're timely. They're not great. The only thing I would – I would possibly put the Eagles in there. I think the Cowboys have looked better than the Eagles through two They weeks. have. They have. And, the I mean, the Dolphins, I love Tua. I've talked about well, this yeah. last week. I love Tua. Like, he is he's, he's, he is tailor-made for Mike McDaniel. One like, of the biggest things, though, last night I'm watching, and obviously we're recording on a Monday, Sunday Night Football, Pats versus Dolphins. To see them, even in a night where they couldn't spread the ball around like they did week one against the Chargers, Raheem Mostert ends the game, basically. 20 carries, 118 yards, TD, or two TDs. Yep, two. Two TDs. And they're running the ball on the road against Bill Belichick's Patriots in Gillette Stadium. Like, that is the missing piece offensively for them. If they can continue to get that type of production out of Raheem Mostert in that backfield, I feel really confident about what they can accomplish. And I think, I don't know if you should have doubts about it, because Mike McDaniel was sort of the, the... the guy that Kyle Shanahan put in charge of his run game right. with, with San Fran over the years. Yeah. So, like, I think he knows what to do and knows how to scheme that that stuff. Yeah, agreed. Are you guys out on Mac Jones the way Patriots fans are, it looks like? Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent on I mean, Mac Jones. Kendrick Bourne's your best receiver. So. Yeah. I mean, I, Hunter Henry, I guess, and Mike is, I mean, they have more weapons than they've had, but the, the Patriots offense is just vanilla and boring. Yeah. So, I don't know how, how to – Fully be out on Mac Jones. I was never in. To I, Mac was, Jones. I wasn't either. <laughs> he's just not that. He's not that talented. Like he has to win with his brain, yeah. and in the NFL, that's hard to do consistently. All right, Kenny. Last topic. All right, topic number three. The number two NFL team in both of y'all's power rankings. Two and O teams. Oh God, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Why is the Dallas upside down on your hat? Style. 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 <laughs> 
Style. <laughs> style. It's always a question. I'm I'm in on the Cowboys. Dallas I've, Cowboys, I, I picked man. them to be my my representative out of the NFC, so I've always been in. I don't agree with that. Um, the running joke in my life has been that the Cowboys won't win a Super Bowl until I'm perished. So I won't be picking that because I enjoy life and don't want to die. Um, but yeah, okay. Here here's here's my honest opinion. It's been really good so far, but they have played nobody. The Jets and the Giants both stink. Like, if, if Aaron but Rodgers, it's been it's been dominant. It has been dominant, but giving we, up ten points in two games. I I, I get this. I don't guys. think the Giants' defense is terrible. I don't think the, J- the Jets', Jets defense, defense certainly is awesome. terrible. And I think that like they played a good game against that uh, uh that Jets defense. Like Dak looked good. If it weren't for just some deep ball that Zach Wilson threw to Garrett Wilson, and he broke it off for what sixty some odd yards. Yeah. Like you, you hold them to three. Like I just, I, I like this Cowboys team. I think they have everything they need to to be that team this year. Yeah, and, they, I, and I think they did last year, but that's a different story as well. I will feel better when they start playing good teams because that's going to tell. I mean, last year we boat raced the Vikings, and everybody was ready to crown us the best team in the NFL. And I think, I think it was like two or three back to back where we just dog teams last year. And it was like, oh, they're for real. So until Sunday Night Football Week Five against, against at the 49ers, San Francisco, then yeah. you'll then if they compete or win, just a, it's a, it'll be a it'll be a visual thing. Just how does it look? Okay, do they get do they get ran all over, or you know is that's the scary part that, about to me? Defense. That's 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 what it is. So Micah Parsons incredible. I'm a big fan of the Mike McCarthy offense so far. I think it's very. I think we're going back to Dak friendly. And he's starting to run the he ball. He ran the ball yeah, in the 36, 20, got I mean, out of the pocket. What he, what he, well, no, but I'm talking about Mike McCarthy. The big issue at the end with the Packers and his play calling is he never got Aaron Jones involved, and he just wanted to give the ball to Aaron Rodgers and go cook, which I, I don't fully blame him for that, but that's why they were 6-9-1, and 10, or six, nine and, one, and yeah. he got fired. 25 carries, even though it wasn't like right. Tony was cooking. But he still gave him the ball yeah. and said, let's go. We have to pace this offense. Yeah, I, I love the way the offenses look so far. I love all the movement and the play actions. I think it goes back to what Dallas ran um, in the beginning of Dak's career when it was so effective. It allows him – he's been the he's been like a top-five play-action quarterback in the league his entire career. Very good off play action. Needs the run. He needs the run to set up his passing game. I think he was 31 of 38 for 255. Completed his first 13? 13, yeah. yeah. So I like what I'm seeing so far. I'm not discouraged, obviously. I think the defense is really, really good. I think the offense has pieces. I like the play calling. So I'm I'm happy about it, but we'll see when good teams start rolling in. But beyond like they're not just like a timely defense, but they do turn the ball over to high. I mean, they had what, four turnovers in game one and three turnovers yeah. in game two. Like yeah. that's cool to see. Ten seconds. They can get turnovers. after the quarterback. They have a good secondary. Linebacking core is still solid. You're just worried about those two interior guys. Yep. That's and it. holding up in a run game when somebody brings power right down your throat. Right. But I think they are both a stop you defense and they uh and they can create turnovers and be timely. So that's that's a good sign. That's yep. a good sign. All right. Well, boys, let's call it a week. Let's wrap it up. Let's we, call it a week. <laughs> we appreciate you guys for joining us. We will uh I guess we'll see you back here next week. I don't guess we have anything else really to plug. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Come out to Let It Fly every Tuesday for the rest of the football season, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, who do we got? Kenny, Diego Brumfield, Rock Taylor. We got um, star-studded lineup. Hank Pearson. Hank Pearson. 
walk on who we honestly didn't know who he was, but has Memphis, played. I, right? definitely, I definitely knew who he was. I don't know what oh, you're talking know. about. Well, I didn't know who he was. My bad. <laughs> Speak for yourself. But <laughs> he has played extremely well this year so far. Who's the fourth? Uh, the fourth is, um, you said Diego. It's Diego. Rock. Rock Hank. Hank. And Davion Carter. Davion Carter. Yeah, yes. That's it. Offensive lineman. Right. right guard. That's a good position yeah. to play. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so come out Tuesday night. Let it fly. Check that out. And we will see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to On the Bluff. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports and how you can become an insider.